Welcome to Positively England with me, Saunders CB. This 21-minute podcast is part of the FA's 21 Days of Positivity campaign, which celebrates the importance of building a positive environment in grassroots football by encouraging players to enjoy the game. The campaign is supported by Nationwide Building Society and it's all about promoting mutual respect on and off the pitch. Now, psychologically speaking, it takes 21 days to form new habits and we want to fill these three weeks with all things positive. So I recruited some legendary footballing co-hosts and together, sitting pitch side at a St George's Park training session, we talked positivity with six of our own England men's and England women's players. Joining me in this episode and appearing throughout the series is the positively brilliant Micah Richards. And today we're joined by one of the most talked about young players in world football, Jaden Sancho. Now, during this chat, we get into lots of things. The moment in his youth that changed his entire attitude on football, the difficulties of playing abroad at a young age, and his very unique approach to how he analyzes his performance on the pitch. Again, I never knew I would go to Germany, but I'm very grateful for the opportunity and I'm happy that I went there and made the right choice and now I'm playing and now I'm here. There would be like three months I won't, wouldn't be back and my head was just in a different place, but eventually I got used to it and I was, I was alright after a while. The pressure is, is crazy over here, but everyone's going to have their ups and downs and you know it's just how you bounce back really. Micah, thanks for joining me, talking about all things positivity in football. It's good, to, it's good to see you. How have you been? I've been good. You know, I'm a positive guy, so yeah, yeah thanks for the invite. Good. Well, I want to get the ball rolling. First of all, talking about you, your career. Yeah. There's plenty of positives in it. Let's just say that. Like, yeah. FA Cup win, Premier League win, yeah. international call-up. Weren't you also the youngest ever defender to get called up to oh, England? Well, well, I didn't, I didn't want to brag about it. <laughs> <laughs> but now that you mentioned it, yeah, it was. It was great ties, to be fair. It was McLaren who called me up on a Friday, it was. And there was a little bit of rumours I was going to get in the squad, but, you know, you don't really listen to, to the rumours sometimes. And then he rang me, I was in the barbers, but it was a withheld number. No way. Yeah, it's with, and I never answered withheld, but I, I answered it. And he was like, is that Mike? Uh, just want to let you know, I'm going to call you up to the, to the national team. And I thought it was a joke, so I put the phone down. No, you didn't. I, I swear, I put the phone down. Then he rang me again, and then he, he said, no, I'm serious. And then you get one of these texts from like the admin and the FA, said you've been included in the 23-man uh, squad. It was the best feeling ever, because I didn't expect it at all. You just couldn't believe it. And that, that first initial moment when you get the call up, words can't describe it. It was just the best feeling ever. If you look at the England squad now, have got some of the best young players I've ever seen. Look at Sancho, look at how good he is. And I wouldn't want it to be hampered by the negativity, you know what I mean, that's around, and which we all have it. And I'm always just one of them people, if you surround yourself with positive people, then you'll only get a, a positive outcome. And that's why I'm always so laughy and jokey and, and happy, because that's just the way I like to be. Well, I mean, this is a great insight. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for giving that to us. And I think now we can hear from some current England players so now we get the chance to welcome our next guest, Mr. Jaden Sancho. We're at St. George's Park. This is obviously a beacon of national, international football for England. It's a great place to be. Yes. Are you always happy to come back? Of yeah, course, sure. every time. It's an honour to get called up every time. So I'm sure my family are proud of me. That first time you were called up? Yeah. Just to talk that to begin with. Okay. Talk, talk about your feelings. I just remember um, I got the message and I was out at the, mo um, at the time and 
I just didn't understand the message. Like, I had to look at it twice. Like, it was, and then I just remember calling my mom and my dad, and then they were just so happy for me. And I just showed all my friends, and I just remember going back home, and everyone was just like celebrating and everything like that. So yeah, it was a nice feeling. How old was you at that time? How old was I? I was 18. 18. Yeah, 18. Yeah, 18. Yeah, 18. And how are things coming back to England? Obviously, I play in Germany and. The rest of the lads play in England, so it's nice to just come back and, you know, get to know the lads and obviously play with them because there's some great players in the team. And when I was a kid, some of these players were playing at the, the highest leagues and now I'm with them on the pitch. It's kind of crazy. So, yeah, it's a nice feeling. What's it, what's it like though, playing abroad? Because I had a little, a little yeah, stint well, in Yeah, team. the first year was very difficult for me. Obviously, that's the first time that I've actually, I don't live in England no more. So, like, it's not like, I, on the weekends, I can just go back. Like it's all planned, so there would be like three months I won't, wouldn't be back and my head was just in a different place, but eventually I got used to it and I was, I was all right after a while. Was you like homesick, that sort of? I wouldn't say homesick because from year seven, I was in boarding school. Year, se year seven to like year eight, that was the hardest year for me because that's the first time I've ever left home, ever. So from there, I kind of adapted and, you know, got into a routine where it was just, comfortable for me and then obviously I went to Manchester yeah. and then yeah it, was, it just felt yeah it just felt normal after a while. It's interesting because doing all, everything you've done at such a yeah. young age like this it's asking so much of, of someone let alone someone who's living their dream of mm. becoming a football player and how did that affect your let's say your positivity or your your mindset at the time having so much it's different to, I mean it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's different to the rest of the lads isn't it here? Um, I would probably say for me, it was positive for me because obviously I was living in an area where bad things were happening and obviously all my friends were a part of that and I didn't want to be around that because I knew I wanted to be a footballer. So for me to get out of that environment and into like different cultures and playing with different people, learning new things, is, I think it helped me a lot to you know, grow as a person. So yeah, I'm kind of happy that I made the choice I made at such a young age and again, I never knew I would my, my path would go to Germany, but again, I'm very grateful for the opportunity and I'm happy that I went there and made the right choice and now I'm playing and now I'm here, so. First of all, where did it all start for you? When did you know that football was it for you? To be fair, when I, when I first started, I just used to play on my estate and obviously in school and then, you know, you'd have school matches and then on the weekends, I used to just turn up to like, like there'll be like tournaments in my area and sometimes usually, like some players wouldn't turn up, so I would just fill in and just play on that team. And I didn't even know anyone. So that's how it kind of started for me. And, you know, when you score goals and get played the tournament, you know, these kind of rewards excite you and just want to carry on. Was it just for fun at that stage or were you just like all yeah, the thing I Yeah, for win? sure. I think when you're a kid, you just play for fun. And then obviously as you get older, then that's when it becomes more serious, more tactical and, you know, but then I was just enjoying life. So when did it turn for you in terms of the pressure into, or, or let's say the, um, the weight on the shoulders? From primary school to secondary school, I had a bad attitude, I, was, I would admit that. I had a meeting with Watford and they said, if you carry on with this behaviour, then we would have to release you. So I think that was the turning point in my career. And when they said that, I was like, nah, I can't get released. This is, I've come a long way. And from there, I just switched on. So you saw a moment that yeah, you thought, I, oh, I could lose this. I, like, at first, I, was just, I never knew that someone could, because obviously I was one of the best players in my team. So I would never thought like a coach would be like, we're going to release you because of your attitude. Like they, they just said, like, we don't care about 
your potential is all about how you conduct yourself on the pitch and off the pitch. So I think from there, I just switched on and, you know, started to change my ways. So going back to the super early days, do you have a memory of a moment where, let's say, your biggest lesson learned in your football career so far? I think it would have to be that. Yeah. Because if I didn't have that, then I would probably still had a bad attitude, obviously no one telling me, you know. And I think that just changed my whole perspective on what I wanted to be. It's quite an interesting lesson to learn. And that's, so at that point, that's when you realise, OK, yeah. I need to put my head down now yeah, and start yeah. taking this properly seriously. Yeah. And then I imagine from there, what follows is just increased drive, yeah, increased course. desire to want to reach you, fulfil your ambitions. Yeah. How do you manage that with being a kid at the same time? Balance it. To be fair, I was just enjoying just football, I was just enjoying it. Always looked forward to playing matches on the weekends, especially when we played like, because at the time it was ca category three, Watford, so we didn't play the best of teams. So like we would have like an odd game, like on a Tuesday night against Arsenal. And obviously I just used that moment as like motivation and like, you know, I want, I want these games every week kind of thing. Because they're the, the best of the best. So, you know, when I done my thing against the big teams, that's, I think that's when I started to get recognised. And then, yeah, from there, it just, it just took off. Did you always know you was going to be this good, though? No, <laughs> not in a million years. Obviously, I, I knew I had good potential, but I've seen that other players in, in the past have, like, a good reputation when they're young, but haven't maintained it and just fell off. So how, so how did you manage to maintain it at, at such this high level? Because we're not talking about... Yeah, I always compare to Aaron Lennon because yeah. Aaron Lennon, when he was that age, he was ridiculous. Yeah. I thought he'd be like Ballon d'Or. Mm. That's what that yeah. sort of level. Okay. Now you can still reach that yeah. that potential. Mm. So what what's the difference between you you getting to that next step and, and maintaining this level? I think every year I analyze my performances. So I have a team around me that after every game they send me what I could have done, and you know just my stats on. And obviously I have a goal at the end of each game, so like, because I'm an attacking player, so I try to go past my, my man like four to five times, you know, 1v1 situations, just to keep that, you know, that drive. And sometimes, some games, sometimes they don't happen, so I get annoyed with myself, so I set targets for each game and try to meet the targets. And I think last year's targets was 20 assists and 20 goals, and I think I got that spot on. So it was, it, was, it was a weird one for me. It was actually interesting for me to get that many goals and assists. But obviously, because I got so many goals and assists in the youth, yeah. you know, when you compare it to youth and like the actual thing, it's actually crazy because the actual thing is proper intense. Like, but I just enjoy football and, you know, what I pull off is sometimes when I look back, it's like, wow, I can't believe I've done that. But again, I just, I love motivating myself and, you know, looking at other good young players like Phil Foden, like, these guys motivate me and I'm sure I motivate them because we like to see each other doing well and when other young players like, and friends do well, it just pushes each and one of us, so it's, it's good. That, that analytical approach to your own performance, if, let's say, you have a game where you don't hit those targets, yeah. what are you doing to keep yourself positive? Yeah, well, after the game, I'm very antisocial so I'm just very upset like just down on myself and you know and during training obviously I try to correct those those bad habits into good habits you know obviously playing against my teammates and you know I try to perfect it each time and 
it's hard, it's very hard, but I feel like if you keep on doing it, because I'm still young, if you keep on doing it, keep on doing it, eventually, when I'm like probably older, or maybe now, I can just perfect it and it'll work naturally. Do you have any experiences or methods that you draw back on to keep yourself positive in those situations? Like anything so what, you when I have yourself? like a bad game or something? Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of reflect on, so the last two seasons, I've kind of been like the key, key, I wouldn't say key man, but I had a key role in the team of, you know, producing goals and obviously scoring goals. And, you know, I feel like when new players come in, I feel like it's a good challenge for, you know, us to, like, I would say competition, but in a, in a team way kind of thing. So like Erling Haaland right now, he's doing his, he's on fire this season. And I think, you know, you've got to see that as motivation because last year I was the key man and now you got someone that's the key man. So you look at that as that, wow, like, I want to be there again. So you kind of motivate each other, like you just bounce off each other's um, energy. So I think it's good, like, I think it's very great to have competition in the team, plus also playing with great players. So I think that's really good. We touched upon this a little bit um, at the start, but you, as you described, a pretty traditional British football yeah. upbringing, playing yeah. in the streets, playing with your mates, yeah. having that sort of early, early stages of career, to career, to then go abroad where mm. things are done differently. Yeah. How did you manage that change? Again, how, the, how the, first the, year, the first year was very hard. Obviously, the language barrier, that was crazy. You speak German though? I'm not the best, I'll be honest, I'll be honest. It's a hard language. Yeah, it's a hard language and, you know, most of them speak English anyway, so I use that as an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have had lessons, but I just think it's too hard for me. Like, even in school, I tried to learn French and I didn't get anywhere. But they're okay with that. And as long as I, I know the football terms in German, so I think that's the main thing for me. So like. When they say things in German on a football pitch, I know what it is. But like normal conversation, no. I know like, hello, how are you? That's, you know, that's the basics. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds bad because I've been there for three years now. But trust me, when you're focusing on football and then you're trying to learn something else, it's like, with me, I just need to focus on one thing. Otherwise, I just get distracted easily and I lose focus. So for me, football is the main priority. And, I just knew if I got that right, then I'm sure the language wouldn't be so much important. But. Do you see differences between the players that you played with, in, or the players you're still playing with, in, mm. with English players, and how other players from different nationalities act in terms of like how they bounce back from negativity or how they react to media or social mm. media challenges? Is it different or is it just kind of like footballers, wherever they are, they all have the same drive just to want to win? I think the social media here is like, it's, it's intense. Like over in Germany, it's good for me because everything's in German, so I don't know what they're saying anyway. <laughs> so like, you know what I mean? So like you might see your face like on, let's say Sky Sports in Germany, but I don't know what it's saying and I don't ask. So like, it's kind of good, but I know here, because I've seen it, the pressure is, is crazy over here. But I think most players these days anyway don't really take notice of social media because, you know, you, everyone's going to have their ups and downs and, you know, it's just how you bounce back, really. So, as obviously considering your age and the way that anyone your age is kind of grown up in a social media world, how yeah. easy do you find it to switch off from it, or do you, or do you have like a, a balance of being able to know what you can do on social media and what you can avoid? What's crazy? I know some people that actually 
look what people say and use that as motivation. So like, let's say if they have a bad game and then they go on Twitter and then see, let's, let's say if they're trending and then they look at that. They, some players in my team look at that and use that as motivation for the next game. So like, it drives them to like, prove them wrong kind of thing. So, but some players just don't have social media at all. They just have their social media team. And, but yeah, for me, it don't really faze me. The, the social media, I just, you know, at the end of the day, it's business. So you've got to just use your platform for the right things and hopefully you just show the world what you're doing. And what about the side of it that perhaps you don't have as much of a say over, say, like the press side, you mm. know, transfer windows, all that nonsense? Yeah, it's, it's part of being a football player, I think. If you're doing well, obviously clubs are going to talk and, you know, especially I'm at Borussia Dortmund and they bring up so many great young players and obviously when you do well at a club like that, there's going to be other big clubs that are going to be interested in you. I know some people can't take... So, like, let's say you was the best coming up and then when you hit senior level and then your performances are not reflecting, like, your youth performances, it could take a toll on them. But I feel like when you're young and someone hasn't experienced that, it's going to come because I don't believe... I don't believe the path always goes like that. I feel like there's always like this. And eventually, hopefully, you reach the top. But I feel like right now, I'm experiencing a little yeah. dip. But again, I know what I need to work so on. Yeah, how, so how do you keep positive when you, if, you, if, if it's not going like that? How again, you... I, I look at other players like Mbappe, yeah. Erling Haaland. When they're doing good, it kind of motivates me because obviously I want to do good with them. And, you know, they're other young players. So, you know, again, it's all a competition at the end of the day. You want to be amongst these names, amongst these names and, you know, I think it's good. I think it's, I think it's really good, like, especially playing with Haaland, especially, like, the guy's a machine. <laughs> you is, know? He, is, is he that good? How, yeah, how, like, how good we're talking? Top, top. Trust me, he's <laughs> top. Have you seen his record? Like, no, I've seen his record, but you know mad. Like, Sometimes when you see some, He's like, just a goal scorer, like, it's, Yeah. What's he like in training, though? Yeah, very professional, like, it's every day during his recovery, like, he's proper on his job. It's interesting hearing you say that, like how, how much you use those around you, even within your own team or other people within your league or peers, how much you use those players for motivation. Mm. Is that something you've always done? I was just watching the football. Obviously, I'm not in the change room, so I don't know what they're doing outside of football. I just look at the football. So like one of the players I looked up to was Ronaldinho. But then again, I heard stories about him. You know, obviously he had his two years of absolute madness and then the third and fourth was like, what's going on? Then obviously I heard like he went out to parties, but I don't know if that's true. I just heard that's a rumour, so I don't know if that's true. But, you know, Ronaldinho for me was insane. Like those adverts that came on TV, <laughs> that's like every kid's dream, just, you know, having fun and just not making people, just violating <laughs> people, so... So yeah, that for, was a big influence for me. You. Yeah, when I was playing street ball, like for me, just not making my friends like having a man them just like laugh with you like when you not make them. So yeah, it was fun. So with that in mind, there's a final point with everything you've learned in your career so far. Yeah. What would you tell the next generation of of players coming through, regardless of whether they're going through the normal system, go through the academy setup, whether they follow a very similar journey to you, go abroad? For me, I have a special word that I always use, and I just think it's the best word. I think if you believe you can achieve it's it's a simple saying but it's so effective and you know you you got to have you know you got to believe in yourself especially if you're not good at something like for me there's some things i need to improve in my game and i'm not the best but i know if i carry on working and 
it will work out soon. And you know, for every young player out there that's chasing their dream, I think we should just go for it and never give up. And you know, time will tell. So there we go. I hope you enjoyed that, everyone. I know I did. Jaden is such a talented player, and sitting down with him and having a proper chat was a real treat. Now make sure you tune in to the next episode of Positively England, where we'll be chatting with Lioness Leah Williamson to keep up our 21 days of positivity. Thanks for listening.